Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey, Trish. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. All right. And um, I'm assuming pretty soon that um, uh, Keisha will be popping on too, so... Great. But you no, know, it's it's still got about a minute too. But I'm gonna go ahead and do this intro, and then we can get started on the YouTube side. Okay. All right. Okie dokie. Oh wait, hold on. Let me start the broadcast first of all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. Right. Okay. Okay, style streaming. Okay. Quick go. The choice is not okay. Oh, my TV. Hold on. <laughs> Did you hear that in the background? Hello, you guys. Can you guys hear me? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm assuming that Keisha will be popping on really soon. Hopefully so. And um, yeah. So let me just go ahead and jump into this. Welcome, you guys, to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap everything CBS Soap, both the young and the restless, and the bold and the beautiful. And this is your recap for the week of March 20th through March 24th. Girl, I mean, time is flying, isn't it? Trish? It is, yes. Okay. Sorry, it went blank for a second. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it might have been on my end. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Well, hopefully uh, we don't have any problems. So far, so good. Hey, you guys in the chat, say hello. I see quite a few of you over there. I saw like five or six of you guys were waiting like 10 minutes before. You guys must be excited. Oh, my gosh. That is exciting. And it was a good week, too. (laughs) I know, right? It was a really good week. It was pretty darn interesting. Hey, Grace, how are you? How are you? All right, so for those that are new here, whether you're listening from the podcast side or you're listening from the YouTube side, 
Um, what we normally do is we recap the Young and the Restless first, and then we do the Bold and the Beautiful second, and then we have our Flip the Script segment, where if there is a particular scene or storyline that we wish we could change, we, that's how we flip the script. And then, two, uh, we have who's taking a seat this week. We got some folks that uh, might have got on our nerves and they need to go sit down somewhere. We also have that as well. Hey, Vinny. Hey, Shanda. Hey, Mary. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting week, to say the least. I, I, you know what? Here's the thing. There was quite a few people. And uh, on the bold and beautiful side, even though they were excited about the fact that Bill, remember when Bill popped on last week Mm -hmm. and everybody was like, oh my God, see, I knew now people are saying, I hope they don't drag this out. Right. Get on with it. Get on with the show. Let's just get on with it. What, what is Sheila going to do? You know, all of that. So it's going to be interesting to say the least. I just don't want them, like you said, for this whole thing to be like two, three weeks out and we still don't know what she was going to do. Exactly. And if she just runs away, I'm going to be really disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be really disturbed? I am, because old nine toes can't be that fast. <laughs> oh, my God. Girl, you're so crazy. All right. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the young and the restless this week for the week of March 20th. So I'm going to give our summary and then we're going to break down the storylines. Hey, Duran. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So for the week of March 20th, let's see. Oh, young and the restless. Okay, here we go. So Diane is outraged catching Jeremy Stark and Phyllis together. Stark vows that the gala will be memorable. Amanda stops Lily from talking to Devon. Audra suggests Elena bring JT back to General City. Christine have a hard time controlling Devon at the hearing and Victor offered Jill money. Jill crashes the arbitration and announces the IPO is dead. Abby faces Amanda's wrath. And Jack welcomes Mamie back with open arms. Hey, Keisha. Hey, ladies. Sorry. Uh, We haven't cracked the storylines yet. I'm just going through the summaries. Okay, cool. Um, Adam makes comments about Nate defending Victoria and the gala begins as Jack blows up at Ashley for going with Tucker. And then Neil is honored at the gala. Leanna Love appears. Mamie refused to mend fences with Jill as Ashley heartwarms at reuniting with Mamie. Okay, so I would say... The first half of the week was separate from the second half of the week because most of the second half of the week has to do with this gala. Mm-hmm. So um, where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with the Devon situation in the IPO? That works for me. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. So, 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 so. What do you think about... See, here's my thing with Jill. I know she made arrangements with Victor, right? But both Lily and Devon asked her this week, and she's avoiding the fact that she got money put in her pocket to kill that deal so he can go after that company. 
Yeah. Scary. And she's not letting Devon and and uh, Lily in on it. What do you think about that? Who want to go first? Keisha? I guess I don't understand why, why she's hiding that. Like, what difference does it make if she tells them or not? Why not be honest about what's happening? You know what I mean? I agree. I feel the same way. Because if the outcome that they wanted was the additional capital, mm-hmm. who cares how you get it? Especially yep. if it takes you off the block of having all these other investors telling you what to do. Exactly. She's not doing, I don't think she's doing anything wrong. No. Yeah, I. that's the thing. And she just won't be honest. And then that goes back to a conversation that we had in the past about Lily. You know, at the end of the day, she don't have the final say. She might have a CEO seat. Yeah. But Jill has the final say. Exactly. And that just, and this situation just proved that. Yep. Yep. She's just a, and I think, how did we put it last time we talked about this? I know it wasn't recent. It was probably maybe last month or the month before. But at the end of the day, it seems like Lily is just another employee. She, mm-hmm. she is. And I think in this scenario, um, Jill is Victor and Lily is Victoria and Devon is Adam with the parts that they're playing. You Interesting. Know, I kind of see that kind of a dynamic mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Devon nor Lily, you know, their parents are gone. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, based on the fact that I mean, Devon's grandmother's Catherine and and Jill was close with Catherine. You know, all the dynamics and everything, I sort of see that kind of I'm the matriarch of this whole thing and I'm protecting you and I'm coddling you. You know, it's that whole it's that whole kind of dynamic. It's just that they're not her children. Exactly. I thought this was all a partnership. Wasn't all three of them, you know, I mean, well, technically, Devon merged the company with with them, right? So, and and Jill hired Lily as the CEO. So, is Devon a partner with Jill, supposedly? Well, I guess if we look at it as it's a two against one vote, if Jill is switching her vote to what Devon originally wanted was to not move forward with the IPO, then they're both outvoting Lily anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he came over being a full owner of his company, right? Right. Jill is the other owner of the chancellor side and pretty much Lily is just a figurehead being the CEO. Yep. Because Jill has the 51%. Correct. Majority. Correct. But here's my problem with Jill. Instead of asking, let's meet about this and vote about crashing, you know, just ending this whole thing with the IPO, she told them this is what we're doing. Right. There was no vote. And these people, at least if not Lily, Devon and Jill are partners. Yeah. You know, that whole thing is crazy to me. And if I was Lily, I'd be like, I don't know if I could work with you. I felt the same way. I really did. I thought, man, if I was Lily, I'd get up and say, you know what? This is BS. I'm not even an owner. I'm out. Y'all figure yeah. it out. This is too much drama. You caused all of this mess. 
Yeah, I mean, even Duran in the comment section said Lily looks dumb now. Yep, she does. Um, yeah, she's part. Go ahead. I was just going to say that was one of the things that I didn't really understand about the whole deal um, from the beginning when they talked about the IPO. Mm-hmm. Who, like, who is the where does the deciding vote come in? Because if Lily doesn't have the same amount of power as Devon as an as an owner and Jill as an owner, how is it that Jill was able to basically just run over anything Devon wanted and say, "This is what I want to do, so this is what we're doing." Yeah, you know I mean? that's yeah. that extra percent. Yeah, forty nine. That's what yeah, yeah. I mean, that extra one percent means a lot in business. If you got fifty one percent, you have controlling interest. Then that's surprising. It surprises me that because so I didn't know, I didn't realize that part. So it surprises me that Devon would want to even merge with them with Jill having the controlling interest. And see, this is where Devon has to take. He got to eat a little bit of this. If your gut is telling you. I shouldn't do this. It shouldn't matter who try to talk you into it. Yep. Yeah. You know, Lily begged them into it when him and Amanda was dating. Amanda was like, oh, why don't you just do it? It'll be for the greater good. When in his hearts of hearts, he really did not want to do this. And he should have stuck to his guns. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I must have been in La La Land somewhere because I didn't, I didn't realize that she, that Jill had 51% this whole time. Yeah, so she can pretty much tell either one of them what to do. Yeah, well, when yeah. I've realized it was when they were on the t when she was on that remote video conference with them, mm -hmm. and they were. Um, it was one of the times when um, Nate was still there, and that mm -hmm. was when it originally came out because it was my understanding that it was going to be fifty fifty. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is how they're basically taking over and run it, you know, shoving this down Devon's throat. But I can't remember exactly what was said, but that was where I got the inkling of, oh, wow. Okay. She she's in control of this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because that whole thing with her saying it's over, I'm not going through with the IPO. Everybody can go home. Even the judge was looking at her like, uh, I get to make that decision. And then yeah. she turned around and said, uh, no, you don't, because I'm the one that started it. She didn't say anything about the three of us yep. or what we're trying to do. And while they're in there looking crazy, Amanda throwing darts and everything, she over there cutting deals with Victor. Yeah. Yeah, I... Um... To, yeah, that makes Lily look even like Duran said. It, she looks, she for real looks dumb now because mm -hmm. you basically fought this hard for something that you had no say in in the beginning. And if I were Lily, maybe I enjoy my job a lot, but I would I would have told Jill like, I have no say in this. Whatever you, whatever decision you want to make is going to be your decision. But I'm not going to let you pit me against my brother. Whatever you guys work out or whatever happens between you and your businesses, that's between you guys. I'm just, I just have a job. I'm just working. So yeah. leave me out of this. Don't use me as your mouthpiece. You and Devon need to talk to each other directly because I have no, nothing that I say holds any weight because you're mm -hmm. going to do what you want to do anyway. Exactly. She ruined her. She basically messed up her relationship with her brother 
for what or something that she doesn't even own yeah yeah and that's what we were saying months ago mm-hmm. a couple months ago i mean she's going through all of this and she don't even have the final say she's just an employee because jill comes in there and supersedes her at any given time mm-hmm. yeah and even Devon, when he, you know, had the conversation after they took that little recess, he was like, how am I going to ever trust either one of y'all now? Yep. Yeah. Because you come up in there acting like, okay, the IPO is done. Let's everybody just go back to work. And Devon is looking like, uh, on what day of the week? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, dang it, what was I going to say? Mm-hmm. It completely just fell out of my head. Oh my goodness! I hate that. I hate when that I do. And you, don't, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm warning you: the older you get, it happens more often. <laughs> oh my goodness! Tell me about it. It'll come back to you, girl. I, it must have been a good one. You had a good point. Uh, probably, but I don't remember now, so I don't know. See, here's where I want. I would love for Devon to end up with both companies, but spoiler alert looking in next week he's going to agree to crash the ipo okay which sucks yeah yeah you know because now you still stuck in there with jill calling the shots because right. what what is it going to be next time exactly. right when so yeah. when jill and um victor were talking mm-hmm. that was kind of that's that was kind of what i was hoping as well was like i wonder if there's a way that devon is angling to get his company back and he's going to buy McCall and have them both. And I see some people in the comments are saying the same thing is that right. they want Devon to uh, find a way to get both or wonder if he's going to get both. That would be the ultimate like power move right now. I would. know. And the thing is Devon, when that, when, when Tucker came, when that offer came across the table from Tucker a week or two ago, Devon should have took that. Why are you all in your feelings about how you feel about Tucker? Exactly. This is business. If right. this was Victoria, she wouldn't be getting, she don't like Tucker McCall either, but she right. would have bought that company. In a heartbeat. You know, and so that's the irritating part about Devon with me is that I understand you got feelings and whatever else is going on, but you got to make business moves too, Mr. Billionaire. Right, right, stop being so emotional. <laughs> what do you think about that, Keish? No, I, I agree. I, I think um, his decision to not even, he wasn't, he didn't even give a, a second thought when Tucker first brought it to him. He mm-hmm. was, he just straight up turned it down and then kind of thought about it later on after Victoria came to him. Yeah, and Abby I, was begging him too. Right. Yeah, and it's like you're letting your feelings about your father get in the way of something that could potentially be a great business move for you. Obviously, there's something to it because the Newmans are basically clamoring over it. Well, yeah, girl, oh my goodness. That was Tell ridiculous, and I know we'll get to this, but I just have to say, Victor telling Ashley at the party, that was like, dude, you need to go back to your table. Right. Exactly. It's like, can we not have shop talk today? This is yeah. a party. We we off work right now. I mean, when you talking, but Victor don't care about that. You got Victor, mm-hmm. Victoria, and Adam is just chomping at the bit about something that they don't even have yet. Right. The vultures are circling. That's what I'm saying. And so that's why I'm like, Devon, even if you wanted to take that company, McCall, and say, you know what? 
Tucker, I'm I'm going to buy that company, but I don't want to have anything to do with you. At least get that company and pass it down to your son one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good business move. You he even did the research and crunched the numbers to see that it was a good move. Yep. Yeah. And then you still stuck in your feelings and you hemming and hawing and worried about uh what's going on with Jill and Lily. Now you're gonna be stuck in with those same situation. And what is what is it gonna be next time? And you didn't miss out on an opportunity. It just sucks the way that this storyline is going. I can't stand it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It's a bummer. I mean, come on, man. There's so much opportunity there. Don't you want that legacy for your son? Exactly. I agree with Bree. She said Devon and Lily love holding grudges over everything. Yes. <laughs> Devon. Devon is like the master at holding a grudge. I'm telling you. And my thing is, he got the nerd. Who was that talking about betrayal? That was him talking to, um, was it, was he talking to Lily or somebody else? And I'm like, dude, you just betrayed your girlfriend or ex mm-hmm. who is now in town that's shooting daggers at you across the table. Right. You're living in a glass house, buddy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, dude, you need to chill out. Everybody on this show did something crazy. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, what do you think about Amanda being back this week? Or did she she come back? No, she came back this week. We got her on the cliffhanger, I think, last Friday, right? Or did she come on Monday? I think she just came on this week. Man, she was not being polite, and she didn't have any Fs left to give. Yeah. Yeah, it was obvious that it was personal for her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, then she turned around and tell Abby, well, I don't let stuff like this run my life. You just told Lily when y'all had the little recess over in the booth that this is exactly why you're back here. Right. Yeah, but you don't want your your nemesis <laughs> to know that. You say your nemesis. Yeah, yeah. And that, that bothers me about Lily because it's one thing to take on this case because you're a good lawyer mm-hmm. and you want to you want to fight for, you know, what we were trying to establish as a company. Mm-hmm. It's another thing when you tell me you basically want to get revenge on my brother because of what he did to you. Mm-hmm. Not saying that what Devon did was okay, but mm-hmm. this can't, something like this can't be a personal move. You need to be a professional. And if you can't be a professional, then I feel like Lily should have kind of vetted that to mm-hmm. see if really be professional in this situation. Mm-hmm. And if she's talking about getting revenge on your brother because of what he did to her in her personal life, then you needed to pick somebody else, regardless of how much knowledge she knew about the IPO. And see, I think that's why I make it so much bad for Devon, even though Jill want to crash this IPO. He's like, how am I supposed to trust you? You went out and got my ex mm-hmm. to defend against me. Yep. And the thing is, it's so fresh. It's not like they had this breakup like five years ago. This right. was two months ago. Right. <laughs> Lily yeah. played dirty with that. Yeah, she did. She played dirty with that. And, you know, for and, and it's not over because next week, Devon and Amanda are going to have it out. Well, sure, because, I mean, y'all, that's a pus-filled wound. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why. Why did you take the case? I know you pissed off and you wanted to pretty much drag Devon in the ground, but 
isn't that a conflict of interest of some kind? Girl, she don't care. Morally speaking, yes, but right. I don't think it's an actual ethics violation. Yeah. Uh, Bree says Amanda doesn't have much of a purpose now. If they were to drag out the IPO trial, I could See, I could something her staying then, but the lawsuit is over. She's not with Devon now. What's Amanda's purpose? Well, she will because that gala is going to stretch out toward the end of next week. Yeah, she will be showing up at the gala. Good. I think her stay is just temporary, like some right. of the that have shown up because she's on that. Um, oh. To my knowledge, she's still on Chicago Man. Right. So I don't think she was. I don't think they, the intention was to bring her back permanently okay exactly exactly my th- here's my other thing and then i guess we can move on unless you guys got something else nope. even if she crashed the ipo can i wonder do the can devon just walk away i mean i but i guess he would leave his company behind but i don't know if i could work in that and they would really have to go through some serious healing to heal that relationship mm-hmm. what do you yeah, think I, I i probably wouldn't be able to go back to work with them after this yeah they're all of the the mud slinging and there's no trust exactly nope there's no trust yeah so um okay yeah i mean between that and the fact that there was not a good business decision right after a merger to take the company public. We have been talking about that for the last three months. Why would you want to take this company public and two moles already tried to undermine you within your own company? Yeah. Right. It's just, that was just not good business decision at all. And of course that's why Devon wanted out. And then now here comes the mudslinging. Right. So yeah, I I don't blame Devon. Devon is like it ain't that easy where we can just go back to work tomorrow. Nope. Nope. So um ooh, we got a ton of comments. If you see any interest in it, because I see you watching the comments too, Keish. Mm-hmm. Um Devon just grown up and become ruthless like Victoria and Victor. I don't agree with that, Duran. We was just talking about he's not making good business decisions. Um, Devon trying to honor Neil. Amanda's there because she's the one who drew up the contract. Yeah, she did draw up the original contract, right? Yes, she did. Okay. And I can see having her there as a consultant, right? Because she has that knowledge. But hiring her as the actual lawyer against her brother with the history between her and Devon, I feel like was still a that was a shady move by Lily. Was yeah, that was yeah, that was shady, big time. Big time. Yeah, we did talk about that a little bit, Jenna, that Devon is not innocent in this. He shouldn't have never signed that contract in the first place if he wasn't mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, if your gut is telling you, I don't want to do this, I would just want to keep my autonomy and I can do things my way with the company that I own, don't do it. Yeah. So, all right. What else do we got this week? Because I'm trying, girl, with all of the gala stuff that happened the last couple of days, I'm trying to remember what happened earlier this week. The Phyllis and Jeremy. Okay. What you, you want to start that off? 
Uh, well, they got caught red-handed. But you know what, though? Did they, though? Did they really? Because I've run into people in hotel lobbies before in the city of Houston, and I've run into people, and we weren't conspiring. We just happened to be passing through the same area, and we spoke our piece and said we weren't on, not on speaking terms. We were on good terms and everything. We stopped and said hello. But she didn't hear what they were saying. She walked in upon them, and Phyllis didn't look have a happy look on her face. So for all she knew, Phyllis could have been telling him, I told you to leave me alone. So Diane made that assumption. She had no proof that they were standing there conspiring. Now, of course, they were, and we all know that. But Diane had zero proof to take that knowledge back to Kyle and Summer and say those things. Well, I guess the triggering part of that, um, Trish, is the fact that Kyle had already did research on the flight manifest that this man had took off to Paris the day before, but then he's coming out of the spa over at the Grand Phoenix after a workout. So he, if anybody got caught red-handed, it was him. Exactly. Now, like you say, like you just say, it's left up to interpretation on Diane's part to happen to see the two of them together. But he shouldn't even be here, (laughs) supposedly. So my thing is, Phyllis's actions mixed with seeing her in the lobby with um, Jeremy when she told everybody that he was going to Europe is what is how why I feel like she got caught red-handed because when she was telling when she was talking to Jack and Diane at the restaurant with that little condescending tone that she used where she was obvi- being obviously obviously fake about what she was saying they already were suspicious of the fact that she's doing something she's up to something mm-hmm. so. I mean, I don't like Diane, but I I don't blame her for assuming that her and Jeremy are working together, because that was way too that was way too convenient for them to just be in the lobby together talking when she literally just told them the day before that he was going to Europe that he left and went to Europe. Yeah. And why was why was Jeremy in the lobby or? Um, down there working out when he was supposed to have been out of the country. Exactly. I don't, I didn't understand that part of their plan. So they wanted to throw Jack and Diane off as if he was no longer a threat to let their guards down. Okay. Because he was supposed to be overseas somewhere while he was technically still in General City working on this plan. So they wouldn't be looking for him. It would be an element of surprise of whatever that they were planning. The problem is, you know, Diane happened to catch the two of them. And like you just said, Phyllis was the one that delivered the message. You know, so it looks sus. And y'all happen to be right there at the same space. Now, let me just say this. Uh, Trish, Amaya says, Trish always going hard for Phyllis. It's okay for Phyllis to be wrong because she is. Oh, no, she is. Yes. (laughs) Phyllis, everything she's doing. No, absolutely. Everything she's doing Uh is is the wrong thing. But my point is, Diane had no proof. She had conjecture. And she went straight to them. So what if the storyline wound up being that Phyllis really didn't have anything to do with it? And she just basically threw Phyllis under the bus to her daughter. Because Diane doesn't actually know for sure. Like we well, she, well, well, 
Well, the thing is, is my well, the thing is, is that um, Summer knows now because of the fact that Phyllis admitted it to her in the lobby over at the Grand Phoenix. Yeah, she did. She did. And she, it, there's, there's just too many. It's, there's context. I get it. If I was a cop, I would definitely suspect, but I would keep my suspicions to myself. Yeah, and Phyllis showing up at the Abbott House talking about um, Summer Summer asked me to meet her here. Oh, wait a minute. Summer just texted me and asked me to meet her here instead. I'll see you guys later and just, you know, hurrying out of the house. Like, how dumb can you be, Phyllis? Mm -hmm. If you are trying to pull off some big scheme, you got to be a little more conspicuous than that. But she has been obvious that she is up to something this whole time. She's not even being good at being sneaky. Right. So let me ask you this. Do you think her being obvious is part of the scheme? No. I just think they're being sloppy. I do, too. I, I think hate the storyline. I hate the storyline, too. I just, as beautiful as Michelle Stafford looked this week, especially in the gala dress, I just oh. cannot stand the storyline about her. I, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest Phyllis fan. I love Michelle Stafford the way she dressed. Always have. Yep. It just it, it's just not. I mean, she looks psychopathic right now. Mm -hmm. She does. There's no yeah. question. I mean, you at a gala where they celebrate Neil, and you standing all freaking out, worrying about where Jeremy is. I mean, seriously. So I mean, I'm trying. Like, what are they gonna do? Well, I, I remember they were saying in the chat, some of the folks were saying that they, I guess she's supposed to fake her death or something and mm -hmm. how they had leaked like little clips of filming of the funeral and stuff. My thing is, is Michelle Stafford leaving? I'm going to fake your death and then come up and surprise, I'm back alive. Right. I don't get it. I just no. don't. I don't know. I mean, the only thing that, well, like I said last week, it's it, the thing that uh, pops into my head and I know I'm going to be wrong, but is that Jeremy takes Phyllis somewhere and makes people think that she's dead, but then how are they going to prove it? Because then there wouldn't be a body. So I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is with the preview today showing Phyllis in the hotel room with Diane. What Ooh. are they doing? In, what I'm just so annoyed you guys. Yeah, I hate that story. I hate the gaslighting of her daughter, her kids. I mean, I felt sorry for the girl. And not because of the was doing something to her. I just felt sorry that she hit rock bottom on this whole thing. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, yeah. how do you go from having the Grand Phoenix, having your own business, being such an independent, um, you know, provocative, sexy woman to this this heap of mess and it, it all goes back to when Diane came back from the dead and that's mm -hmm. just heinous. Um, but it's like, golly, and everything she said that Diane was up to has come to fruition. She wormed her way all the way back in, but it doesn't matter that she was right. Mm -hmm. Everything that she did was, it was insane. Yeah. She just, Ooh. it's like dick herself out of the hole that she's put herself in because of her, mm -hmm obsession with making Diane yeah. yeah basically I ruined her own life over it yeah but my thing is it's I know she pissed off you know especially with the two of them getting married and all that kind of stuff my issue is she's wrecking her relationship with her kids 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's terrible. I couldn't even, I can't even imagine. I mean, your kids. I mean, Daniel. You. I mean, she comes over to them at that gal and she's breaking down and these tears and it's like she's about to collapse and the kids are looking like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Ever, a lot. There's a lot wrong with her. <laughs> right. You know, and all of this over Diane. Jack is going to do what he want to do, which is exactly. stupid, which, okay. And we'll talk about that in a minute because I don't know, why would you want to use this gala to announce your wedding uh, engagement? Okay. Was that yeah. not the most selfish, narcissistic? Oh my God. Tell me about it. I didn't get the reasoning behind that either. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, you act like everybody, like Diane is everybody's favorite person in General City. What did you, because I could imagine him clinking a, a, a wine glass says, attention everybody, we just want to announce that we're engaged and everybody just turn around and go back to your <laughs> Right. <laughs> because don't nobody like Diane, but what? Jack? Bill, uh, Michael? Uh, Michael. You know, it'd be a great scene if that actually, not that it will happen that way, but if they actually did it and it happened that way and when everybody did turn around to go back to their conversations, it went to, you know, like somebody just, you know, using a toothpick. (laughs) You know, I mean... I, I just can't believe because even Diane is like I gotta give it to Diane. She's like, are you sure? Because I'm not everybody's favorite person. Do we have to announce it? And Jack is like, this is how love begins, and I want the whole world to know. And I'm like, Jack, are you serious? You got the girl. You got her a ring. She say yes. Just go over in the corner and take a seat. Right. Be quiet. Don't nobody care about that. Right. No. And if you want to tell Michael, pull Michael to the side and say, hey, you know, we're we're engaged and call it a day. Right. Everybody but I'm glad that they decided not to. Go ahead. What did you say, Trish? I mean, Keish? No, I was just going to say everybody's basically going to look at Jack like he's an idiot anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we talk about hypocritical? How you going to get mad at Ashley for oh. going with Tucker? Yeah. Oh, y'all. Y'all. When he's hurt. I'm a- are you really talking jack are you really having the audacity mm-hmm. to as so like because he's your big brother he has the brodacity to open his mouth and tell her she can't associate with him when he just asked the pariah to marry him yeah that was crazy to me and tucker is so funny he said look I'm, i don't have any fleas and i'm housebroken <laughs> he is so funny y'all when that he had his hilarious chin, when he had his chin resting on the on the bar yeah i was i'm like he's a 12 year old this is hysterical <laughs> i love this character now didn't think i would but i oh do oh my god i got what is that guy's name who who's the actor do you know his name I, i'd have to look it up Man, he whoever he he is hilarious. Yeah, I like him. But yeah, he had a like the perfect word, uh, Trish is the audacity. Yes, he had the audacity to get pissed off at Ashley for going out with Tucker when you standing there with Diane. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. Who is this? Brooke, Brooke and Jack would make a good couple. Brooke and Jack? Uh, 
Mm, what, uh, Jack just needs to be alone. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know what? They're trying to make Diane and Jack look real cute because they are a cute couple together. She just got too much bad history. Exactly. I mean, she's beautiful. The woman is beautiful. She looks amazing. Every dress she puts on, I don't care if it's mostly black, every dress she puts on, she looks amazing in it. And yeah, she got on silver today, didn't she? She, she looks fantastic, and she's a great actress, but it's Diane Jenkins, for crying out loud. Yeah, she got too much bad history. Were you about to say something, Keith? Oh, I was just... Uh, the the name of the actor that plays Tucker is Trevor St. John. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that guy is hilarious. He's really I cool. mean, and then he just, he leans into the line so easily. It's just, it's not like it's methodical. It's almost like this just who he is. It's the yeah. comfortable loafer hanging off his toe while he sits there with his legs crossed having a mimosa. <laughs> right. And when you have... <laughs> You have Victor come over there going back and forth with Ashley. You got Jack going back and forth. And he's just sitting there like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm I'm here. Everybody's <laughs> talking around me. <laughs> you know? yeah, literally nothing phases this man. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. So um, let's switch over to this whole thing with Adam and Nate and Audra, Elena, and Adam. Mm-hmm. Nate is getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. But out. You know, it's like you telling that girl one thing. Be honest with that girl. She's, she clearly asked you over a week ago, is anything going on with you and Victoria? Yep. You said no. But you can't keep away from the girl. And, and I mean, as much as they say, oh, we can't do this and blah, 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 there's still something there. And Victoria is relentless. She's not backing mm -hmm. off. She's a honey badger. <laughs> What's a honey badger? <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Okay, well, fill me in. What's a honey badger? It's a relentless animal that when it goes after the kill, it will not stop okay, until gotcha. it kills. And when you when you get a chance later, just uh, go look up. Because the <laughs> honey badger don't give a huh. <laughs> and oh, okay. Go and listen to it and you will laugh so hard. <laughs> It is okay. hilarious. It was probably like one of the, I feel like one of the first um, viral videos yeah. to like start floating around the internet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Miracle. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> but um, even Adam, because I mean, Adam was doing typical brother, sibling back and forth with Victoria and Nate. What are you doing? Don't talk to her like that. I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. you don't go sit down somewhere. As if yeah. that woman cannot, and they did, he did say, I know you can take care of yourself. Well, if you knew that, then why didn't you just butt out? Exactly. What'd you say, uh, Keish? Wanting to be the hero. Yeah. Girl, if, I, if Elena walked in there and saw him doing that, I bet she'd be like, uh, excuse me. Was that enough? She saw him with his, with Victoria with her hand on top of his hand today. Oh, yeah. And that was the cliffhanger. That was rank. And then here go Audra. Ooh, they looking kind of close. <laughs> yeah, she is a stoker. She's just stoking that bear. Oh, somebody, just, some. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and Elena just lets her do it. Mm -hmm. Like I understand that Elena is smart enough to know what she's doing, mm -hmm. but the fact that she still sits there and listens to her and 
will, you know, ask her questions and all that kind of stuff. It's just like you, you're feeding into what she wants you to do. Like, just stop. You, <laughs> just know, walk away. you know what, Keisha? That conversation on at the coffee house where she was trying to talk Elena into the podcast. That's with JT. Yeah. Well, according to the spoiler alert, that after what she's seeing here at the gala, she mm-hmm. is now reconsidering doing that. Nate, I mean that uh, JT thing. Are we seriously no. bringing JT back? Are you kidding? Well, maybe that's I'm... part of the fifty-year thing. Yeah. I was hoping that she did. I don't know. It'll it'll give Elena some type of um. Cause she's not she's not a vindictive person. She doesn't play dirty, mm-hmm. but I feel like having her do this, people are still gonna like Elena. It's not gonna like ruin her character or anything, but it'll give her a little spark, I guess, like some edge to the character. Yeah, that she's willing to to do something that she knows is probably not going to be looked favorably when it comes to Nate and maybe right. Victoria. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm done. Oh, okay. Yeah, because a lot of people have been saying for a while that the character, the Elena character is boring. Yeah. So, and She's I mean, they, 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 have obviously, they obviously gave Nate this whole storyline with Victoria to chew on. So, if you're going to keep Elena around, you got to give her something. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I well, could see why if they wanted to switch that up. Go ahead, Keith. That was Trish. Oh, it was oh me. Trish. Go ahead. Uh, let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. when um Elena was standing at the top of the stairs and, and Audra walked up and stoked it, do you think that when she stands there and she listens to Audra that she's just getting more ammunition? Or do I mean because I know I think that like you guys think that she knows what Audra's doing, but She's not walking away, but do you think she's purposefully getting that information because of how their relationship started? And she wants to just kind of see where the foundation starts and how it happened. And then she can better understand how their relationship relationship happened. And I mean, is she maybe like psychoanalyzing herself while she's watching this unfold in front of her to her relationship? I think she just caught up. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Keith. No, you can finish. I just think she's caught up in the emotion of being cheated on mm-hmm. or, or or the perception of it. Because mm-hmm. when you're in that state of mind, that's why Audra is able to move through Elena's emotion because Elena's all caught up into, I can't believe this guy's getting close to his boss. Yeah. So she's not thinking properly. You know, if she kind of take a step back and address the situation, but she's caught up in her emotion, which the shock of it all because she knows something going on. Mm-hmm. And especially when he kind of got defensive, this is my job. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And that's going to be the first indicator that something is off. Cause why are you getting so defensive about that? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, uh, Audra has been planting seeds. You know, she's seen Victoria acting stank last week at the coffee house when Nate went back to work and then she showed up at the job. So she knows something going on. And then to walk in there fully, I mean, 
Elena is absolutely gorgeous in that dress. Stunning. Brittany Sarkey. And um, she, instead of him figuring out where she is, you sitting over in the corner with your boss and her hand is on yours and y'all looking in each other's eyes. Yeah, I'm feeling some kind of way. And Audra knows that her, her emotion is on high alert right now. Yeah, she's feeling it too. Like What'd you say? It's like static. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's lost in the sauce right now without being able to think all this through because she got one more other snake behind her, and that's Audra because Audra wants her man too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't blame any of them, but. So, listen, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a rumor. So, I'm going to put it out there, not as a spoiler alert, but as a rumor. I heard that um, uh, Nate and Audra, I mean, Nate and um, Victoria are supposed to kiss again, and Adam catches them. I saw that online somewhere. I can't remember where. And that he will uh, use that as a way of blackmail. Now, if that's that would be an interesting storyline because but I don't think she would care. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Depending on how the writers want to go with it, hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, on a regular given day, she wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> But if the writers want to go down that road, that would be interesting to say the least. You know, I mean, especially if she don't want he don't uh, she don't want that information to get back to Victor. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we will. But that would be interesting. Um, Audra has a plan, and I think either she uses this information to get a promotion, or Nate, or both. That's what Simone says. More people are coming back throughout the year. Okay, so if they do bring JT back, that's probably part of this 50-year anniversary. So they're going to have folks strolling in. Uh, Lady looks beautiful. Nick, sure. Okay, so let's talk about Sally and Nick. She was worried about the baby bump. So in order to ease her pain, Nick took her to bed, and now she was ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, there's some magic weapons there. I don't know. I mean, so do you think this was a chess move by Adam to bring Sharon to stick it to Nick? No, I think they were just both not going with anybody, and it was a convenient being able to, like Sharon said, you know, have some arm candy. Yeah. I got to give it to both Sharon Case and Mark Grossman, especially since they're no longer dating after a year, that they were able to play that scene beautifully because a lot of people were pissed off at Mark for dating Courtney, Courtney Hope. Oh, well, we don't know what happened. We, that's not our... That's right, not I mean, but I'm just, exactly. And so I'm glad that they were able to do that. Yes. To, to show that the, the actors are okay with each other. You know what I mean? I do. But yeah, there were a lot of folks, how dare he do this to Sharon? And you date somebody on set and all of this. And I'm like, who's this? They probably ended amicably. Yeah. And I mean, relationship with somebody you work with on both sides of the fence you're gonna have to understand 
if this doesn't work out, we're gonna have to figure out a way to work together. Exactly. Like, that mindset. So. Yeah. Exactly. Now, did anybody see uh, her baby bump? Did they? I don't remember seeing anything. No, she looked tiny. Yeah. <laughs> she looked like she might have went on a food bender for a week or. So. Maybe she needed maybe she needed some Miralax or something. (laughs) Nothing about her looks pregnant right now. Trish, you are hilarious. (laughs) Oh yeah. Somebody, this is interesting, guys. Brooklyn says, What's up with the writers not respecting Paul's character and not having him on? Oh, right. I mean, Paul was there for many, many years. I mean, what happened? Now, I've always wondered about that. And I know it's that's the business side of it and that's his personal professional life. But I have to admit, my curiosity has always wondered what happened. Did because he always have a falling out with the uh, no. production or something? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. If anybody in the chat know, anybody know the rundown of what happened with uh, what is his name? Doug Davison. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'll keep an eye if anybody can drop any information. Um, yeah, let us know what the details are and what's the strained relationship between Doug Davison. Bruce will, says, huh? I'm sorry. I was just going to say I will say I follow him on um, Instagram and he and his lovely wife have the most beautiful holiday decorations. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah, Chance is not. Where is Chance? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they've had him on air in a few weeks. Yeah, is he cool. on recurring status? I don't know. Now, I know Allie, the girl that played Allie, and the man, the guy that plays Noah, they're on recurring status. But mm-hmm. what happened to what happened to Chance? He was smiling and sniffing around Sharon, and then he disappeared. Yeah, uh-huh. what happened with that? Yeah, that's weird. Interesting. Just falling into that group of people, just like Mariah and Tessa. We barely. Yeah, where the, I'm wondering, are you gonna show up at the gala this week? Yeah, I don't know, but this gala is supposed to last. They did say it was going to last for about two weeks or so. So, yeah, we got to get through another week. So let's move into the gala because I know we've been talking about a few different things. Well, be- before we move oh. into. I thought the scene where uh, Mamie showed up at the the Abbott Mansion, mm-hmm. I thought it was sweet when she showed up and Jack, um, you know, opened the door and he was just his excitement and seeing her and the same with Billy when Billy showed up to the house and saw Mamie there. Mm-hmm. I always thought that that relationship that she had with um with Jack, Ashley, and all of them were it was a very sweet relationship. Me too. So. Did was she uh, okay? Cause, cause I know that got to go way back. Mm-hmm. Somebody fill me in and give me the details about her. I've seen her around, but I never got into the meat of her storyline. She ran the house. Yeah, she was basically. basically. Yeah, she raised the kids. She was basically the house manager. Oh, okay. She had an, her and John had an affair at one point. I I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, I can't remember though what happened between her, why her and Jill didn't like each other. I don't know if I thought it was because Jill slept with Jack. 
Well, she Mamie wasn't happy with her at this gala. She sure was. <laughs> and I was not expecting when uh, Jill said, can we, you know, put the past behind us? I was not expecting her to say, mm, no, thank you. I loved it. I laughed so I hard. I did. Yeah. I was totally expecting it to be one of those little heartwarming, oh, it's been so many years. Let's just, I'm over it now. Let's make up or whatever. I thought it was going to go that direction. Maybe it was like, no, and no. walked away. <laughs> no, thank you. She said, I took that $1 million you gave me and turned it into $10 million. Yes. I love what was that. the one? What was fabulous? $1 million. I think John, well, John has. She has always been like a part of their family, so mm -hmm. I, I don't know exactly the. I don't remember the circumstances uh -huh. around her getting that money, but I'm pretty sure John Gate. Um, I thought that it came from the Abbott, the Jabot business. I thought they gave her that money when she resigned as their um, their house manager. I thought Jill paid her to go away, but I, I don't, don't remember. See, yeah. I, I guess I didn't. I didn't think that because Mamie doesn't strike me as a type to just, okay, I'll leave because you're paying me kind of thing. Cause she, her and Jill apparently just hated each other. So I would think that she would stay in spite of Jill. I, I, I assumed that that money came from John, but Is maybe somebody I, on the, on the uh, live chat now. Remember yeah, guys. Um, let me see. Mamie was the housekeeper that raised the kids when Della went MIA. She wasn't the housekeeper. She was the house manager. She actually house manager, okay. ran the budget. Never. I mean, she like ran that house. It says there was animosity between Jill and Mamie. Jill did something to Mamie and had to give her that million dollars. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it's saying. I mean, that's what some folks are saying. Well, tell us more if you remember. Yeah. Yeah, just keep dropping details in the chats. Also, you guys, a little quick housekeeping note. If you haven't hit that like button on the YouTube side, please, please, please hit the like button. Let that, let YouTube know that you're enjoying the, um, the conversation. It's over 50 people in that chat. So, um, yeah, hit that like button. Also, the super chats are on as well. So if you want to do a super chat, you can. That highlights your comment and it also supports the channel. So either one is fine. And then also, if you're not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button too so you can get the recaps, the spoilers, and you're notified when we go live either on Friday or Saturday morning. So, yeah. What's All right. Super a super chat is like, a dollar ninety nine, and it highlights it. And they got YouTube offer. What is it? Super chats, and what's the other one? Super stickers. So it's just little fun stuff on the YouTube uh, side that um, you know you can have it in. Oh, how do I describe it? It highlights your chat. You get seen, and it also supports the channel as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anywho, um, all right, still at the gala, Leanna was there, Miss Busybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. And look like she's gonna try to talk Kyle out of some information next week. Yep. But they were trying to get her up out of there. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
she was annoying me and she was only on screen for a total of five minutes. <laughs> I know, right? Oh so they God. brought her back. Mamie was back. What do you think about the tribute yeah. to Neil? I thought that was sweet. That was really, really good. I like that. Yeah, I think something like that was happening just because um, of people or of Abby telling Devon, you really, you'll really want to be there. There's something special happening and you won't want to miss it. And I'm like, this oh, must yeah, be, yeah. It must be, you know. Wow. Okay. So somebody said, Amaya said Jill paid her money to leave town. Drew and Olivia told her to take it. She did and quit and left for a while. And then Jill and John could raise Billy. And then she said, because Mamie wanted John, John and Mamie fell in love after Jill cheated with Jed Sanders. This happened in 1994. And I forgot all about Jed Sanders. Jed! <laughs> oh, yeah. So this happened way, what is that? Uh, almost 29 years ago. This, yeah, 29 years ago. Oh, my goodness. 1994. I can remember 94 like it was yesterday. Oh anyway. <laughs> and then it said John had a stroke and yeah. lost his memory for a while. And then he got it back. So I guess that's the little rundown. Thanks, Amaya. That's the little rundown on what the deal was with the, with the money. Um. Yeah, Neil, I absolutely love that. I miss Neil. Number one, the man was fine. I know. I loved when Jill said that it, he's the best looking man in the room. Actually, she said he's the sexiest man. Sexiest, he is. He is. Oh, man. Gosh, always a huge fan. What is that? Julian's. Uh, what is it? Oh, God. I'm telling you, because all these. Um, oh, God. I'm not going to even go there. I don't want to mess it up, but yeah, that he was very attractive, man. Um, okay, so what about? Let's see what else we had going on at that party. I'm trying. I would say um, Lauren looked absolutely gorgeous, even though she was probably about two hours late. <laughs> <laughs> but she was gorgeous. Um, you know, I mean. It was I, we it it was just people partying to me. I did you guys see any other storylines that came out of that whole gala besides Phyllis being sneaky? Not really. No, yeah, I thought the fashion was fantastic, and I love masks. I thought the masks were really pretty, and mm -hmm. um, they were more you know they weren't like full on Mardi Gras masks. Of course, those are fantastic, but they were beautiful masks. And I love the gowns. The fashion is always so beautiful. And the hair and makeup, everybody looked so good. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Oh, uh, yeah. Kristoff. That's his name. Kristoff St. Louis. Um, yeah. Everybody looked gorgeous. And the other thing is, is that the intro, did you guys notice the intro? This oh, week? yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It was actually them in those same outfits that they wore to the gala. Oh, I didn't. Thank didn't you for pointing that out. Yep. So whenever they, because I saw they had a lot of behind the scenes stuff on Instagram of um, them shooting the different, you know, the different scenes and stuff. So they actually did the intro also as they were wearing the same outfits. Okay. Yep. 
Uh, Jay Money said, did y'all notice how Nick and Sally look a little bit jealous of Adam and Sharon? I kind of thought Nick looked annoyed, but I do think Sally looked like, oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Keish? I didn't really see Josie with Nick. I, I agree with Trish. He, he just seemed like he was annoyed that Adam was even in the vicinity of his yeah. ice. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me look at you. Right. I don't want to see your face. What are you doing here? He had to know that. If, come on. This is a Newman event. You did, Didn't you think uh, Adam was going to be there? Of course. It's yeah. crazy. But, I mean, we kind of talked about everything else. We talked about the whole thing with Jack and the engagement. We talked about Jeremy. But I still, again, as we talked about the beginning of the uh, show, that whole thing with Jeremy and Phyllis is just ridiculous. I, I'm just over this storyline. Me too. And they could have done so much more with his character that could have had, like, longevity and interest and intrigue. I agree. And that conversation with Nikki wasn't that she annoyed me because <clears throat> yes, Jeremy was, is a convicted felon. What was he? He was a drug dealer, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Drugs? Money launderer? I thought he was money laundering. Money, money laundering. They act like this man went on a spree mm-hmm. to take people out. Mm-hmm. He, like, I don't understand this danger that they keep talking about when it comes to him. He hasn't done anything to anybody. Mm-mm. He's basically a, a white collar criminal. Which yep. Who's half of that county. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that, that whole narrative about him is annoying. The whole dangerous man and you need to leave this. You're putting my family in danger. The people I love are in danger because you're in town. Like, right. And he's the one who got set up. For, for exactly. burglary. Exactly. Victor's more dangerous than Jeremy is. <laughs> and the thing is, Nikki know what's up. She know, and even Victor had a suspicion that Jack and Diane was behind him being set up. She's just, you know, just to be nasty. Exactly. You know, but I just think they could have did a whole lot better. I mean, I think, okay, so would you think the best way to stick it to Jack and Diane maybe is to put Jeremy and Phyllis together as a couple instead of them trying to do this harebrained scheme? I would have liked that much better. Same. If Phyllis just would have moved on with her life and her and Jeremy, you know, genuinely, or even if even if it started out as a, let's see if we can make them mad and you know, see what comes out of this kind of thing. I would rather it have gone that way than what, what they're trying to do now. Yeah, because I have a feeling that she's about to burn all her bridges down. I know. She, I don't, how do you come back from this? Right. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I know. I guess we got to wait and see, but ugh, I just, I'm over it. I, I guess all of the lies, the gaslighting, and all of the tricks that keep blowing up in her face. It's like, at what point do you just say, forget it? Right. It's like a bad magician, and you just see everything. I mean, you brought this dude back to town. Everybody was mad. You lost your job. You sold your hotel. I mean, you've been lying to your kids. It's like, how much, what What level do you have to sink to before you give up? Some people got to hit all the way to the bottom. 
that <laughs> looked like that's where she headed fast, not slow. And that's how, that's how you know that her mind is functioning correctly because it's like one thing after the other and she still has not learned her lesson. She still is she's still going with the I'll, I'll do I will do anything for you and Daniel. I'm your mother. I'm just trying to protect you line. She's still talking about that same still saying that same line this week. And mm -hmm. it's how many weeks in a row has she tried all these different little schemes and lies and all that kind of stuff. And it has backfired on her. Every time. I agree with Jenna. Jenna said this whole storyline was bust from day one. It's horrible. The worst story they have done on this show. It is stupid. It's stupid. Exactly. She was living under a rock for 20 years under an assumed mm. name and now she's a saint. Exactly. That's so annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah, and they said, why did they do this to Phyllis to start with? You brought Gina over. She rocked that whole Phyllis character. You let her go to bring Michelle Stafford back, and she's been back probably for, what, three years now since Gina, Gina left? Mm -hmm. And this is where you take her to. And you wonder why she keep quitting and coming back. It's like, like what, do you do? What, do you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> What's the point? What's the point? Oh, Jenna. We're, Jenna said nobody seems to be questioning the writing of this entire story. And I do. I'm sorry, but I think this shit cost Griffin his job. Jenna, we've been saying for weeks that the right, the way they've written this storyline with Phyllis is terrible. It makes no sense. It's ludicrous. It's frustrating. And it just makes her look psychotic. I mean, like I said, we always refer back to last summer. Last summer. You're talking about almost a year ago when Amanda told her that you shouldn't let this consume your life. You need to talk to somebody. Yep. Yep. And she's just been spiraling, just spiraling. She has nothing. You done lost your kids. You don't have a job. You don't have your hotel. You just got Jeremy. And who knows, Jeremy, once he's done with you, then what? You be by yourself. Right. Right. So... Oh, uh, did we cover everything for Young and the Restless? Um, oh, uh, uh, one small thing. Chelsea spent all that time talking about, I don't want to go. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, she's lucky that that gala lasts a whole nother week. <laughs> Thank you. But right. they kept going back and forth. And I get it. She was like, well, I don't know if I'm ready. And then... Billy is like, well, look, I'll go home, change my clothes, let's get some popcorn, we'll pull up a movie. And then she was like, after all that time, they didn't did the Neil reveal of the lounge at the at the GCAC. And then she like, oh, okay, I'll go. I'm like, girl, you didn't miss half of the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I think maybe the whole point of that that sequence was. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing trying to show someone that is recovering from, you know, some type of, of mental break mm -hmm. like that she had and reacclimating herself back into society, which mm -hmm. she's been for months now, but it was almost like they were trying to, to show her, like, be a relatable character in this moment with saying, I don't know if I'm ready for to be a part of or to go to a big event like this. I'm not sure if I have the mental capacity for it or whatever, which mm -hmm. of the people that do struggle with just in general, social anxiety and having to go to 
events and be out in public around a, a big group of people. So I, that's what I took away from that because there was really nothing else that yeah, a little session like that really they really didn't need to have that in there. So I just figured they were showing that doing that as a a show of someone um, dealing with their their mental health. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um. There was this one interesting little thing that Amanda told um, Abby back on when they was at Crimson Light. She told her, she said, "Don't worry about. It. Let the grown folks handle all of this." Oh, ooh, ooh, that was a gut punch. I'm like, oh, burn. <laughs> I was like, did she just say that? <laughs> she said it all right. Yeah, she said, "Don't worry about. It. Let the grown folks handle this." I got to hand it to Melissa Ordway, the, um, the tiny facial expressions that were jolted into reaction to that mm -hmm. were perfect. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of bad attitudes today, this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Did we cover everything for Young? I think so. Okay. Let us move over to bold. And, you know, at first I, I'm, I'm slowly not being excited about this or this because I'm over it already. But we'll talk about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me do my summary. Okay. So Bill and Ridge exchange... Are they fussing at each other? As Bill rants that the sting operation was only supposed to last a week. After watching how Electric, Hope, and Thomas are working together, Steffi questioned Hope's feelings for Thomas. Bill proposes to Sheila to trick her into confessing, and Steffi questions Hope about having the hots for Thomas. As Ridge and Bill bicker about how he handled the proposal, Sheila tells if it's too good to be true and skeptical Sheila rejects Bill's proposal and asks if he's playing her for a fool alright where y'all want to start let's get the um, Steffi bringing up the romantic the thing girl what, okay I'm going to let you go ahead because obviously you must got something go ahead with that I'm just annoyed that they're circling back around to this again. Yep. For no reason. Like, what is the reason? Mm-hmm. And if the reason is not because they are finally going to put the two of them together, then I don't... It doesn't need to happen. Because we have already been down this road. We've already been down the road of Thomas obsessing over Hope. And they, it, there's been a couple of times where I feel like they have teased us with thinking that hope this time is going to go forward with Thomas mm -hmm. only to turn around and have her tell Thomas, I don't have those feelings for you. I don't feel like that about you. We're just friends. And then again, look like the obsessive stalker um, friend that can't let it go. And if, so if this time, if they're not going to really put them together, then it's just, it's a, it's frustrating and it's annoying. Like what is the reason and just even the way that Steffi even brought it up to, to Hope. Like, I just need to know um, if you have feelings for my brother. And it's like, what are, 
Where did this even come from, Stephanie? Exactly. Because Paris said something to you? Because Paris brought it up, I guess, that... Girl, six months or five, six months ago. Right. Like, this is where this is coming from? It's just, it's dumb. And then she rationalizes by saying, look, this is business. I don't need the two of you working together and it's going to be a problem if you like him or not. Right. And if and if that was her feeling about it, why <clears throat> even come back? Exactly. Why even introduce it again? Because before the incident with the CPS call, were they not working together just fine? Exactly. They it's just, girl, I... My thing is that they're trying to force this storyline. They're trying to hint toward the fact that Hope is eventually going to fall for Thomas. That's the only thing that I can see out of that. You know, it's just, it, it is, it's annoying because they already had him redeem himself and he screwed up again. Then he redeemed himself and now he's screwed up again and now he's redeeming himself and mm-hmm. back in the fold. And it's really, it all happened way too close together. Um, it was too predictable mm-hmm. and it's an insult because viewers are smarter than this. You know, give mm-hmm. us a little bit of credit. Give us a real adult storyline that is going to center around, you know, something that happens that that changes everything. You know, make Liam do something stupid, you know, um, yeah. that's not unheard of, you know, um, but so it can't be Thomas being obsessed. Yes. I'm just hoping if they are going to put it together, let it be all on hope. Absolutely. You know, I mean, they even threw the little model in there this week that asked Thomas to go out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let him do that. Let him take the look. And we had just talked about that about a week or so ago. Remember? All the models around there, let him go on a date. Remember that, I think, because Keisha was like, oh, don't let him be obsessed, like she usually say. And I'm like, yeah, let him. There's a lot of models around there. Maybe he should date one of them. Sure enough, this week, I said, man, are they listening to (laughs) (laughs) Are they listening to the podcast? But um, that little model girl that, that was trying on the dress, like, hey, Thomas, you busy later? Why don't we go out? And he was like, oh, I would, but I'm busy. And, you know, and then Steffi was like, oh, so you like, oh, and he was like, well, she's amazing, but I got to work. And then she brought up Hope. And yeah. like, why, why are you pushing that? Exactly. It's like Steffi is the one pushing the issue. Nothing about Hope. Hope ain't saying nothing about Thomas. Exactly. And if Steffi hadn't even said his name or her name, he wouldn't have even been thinking that no one would have been thinking about anything. Right. And you know what? Just like you said, where did that come from? Lately, it just looked like Bold is just throwing stuff together. Mm -hmm. You know, even this whole build, this Ridge storyline, we was talking about this last week. It's like, Ridge was supposed to be off sailing into the sunset trying to regress himself or, or or decompress or whatever he was supposed to be doing after, you know, Taylor and Brooke dumped him. And Bill was supposed to be in this dark place looking for love and you happen to run on Sheila. Now, all of a sudden, y'all working for the FBI. <laughs> yeah, right. So think of this. So you're Brooke and or you're Taylor. 
mm-hmm. and you are, you know, you've become friends as the, as the women have become friends mm-hmm. and confidants and you're thinking, you know, you're concerned about Ridge because, um, you know, he got rejected by both of you. And even though both of you made these decisions as adults, you still feel bad for him. And you're thinking all this stuff, like he's in a bad place. And then you find, you're going to find out he's been sitting in some room with some FBI guy eating junk food, not even thinking about you other than, you know, getting Sheila out of the way to protect the family, which could have already been done if none of this had happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just other than proving the murders and getting her to confess to that, none of this is, this is just silly. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. You had her on attempted murder and it was like, well, she would have walked. How? You had two living witnesses. <clears throat> and as much as, uh, you know, I know we've talked about that whole night. It's uh, very controversial. The thing is, is that she still shot him. So if you want to put the girl behind bars, you could have. Why go through this? And like I said, I honestly don't believe that they, well, I honestly believe that they didn't know how to bring Ridge back because the girls had already bonded. So he couldn't, I guess they could have stuck Ridge in the middle of that, but they didn't want to because right now it's just, you know, Taylor and, Brooke got their little girl power thing going on. Mm-hmm. But, and they didn't want to slide Ridge back into that because it'd be like, well, why did you put these two ladies together as friends if you all are going to do is throw Ridge back in the middle of it? So they're like, well, what are we going to do with this guy? Oh, yeah, let's come out and pull something out of our butt and say that he's working with the FBI and that Bill has just been scheming, even though he slept with Sheila that- a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they had a scene in front of the fireplace after sleeping with each other, and he was googly eyed. Now, y'all. Right. And now all of a sudden he gets green telling her, I love you. Yeah. Um, It makes no sense. And that's why, like, at first I was was like, oh, wow, we got a twist. And now I'm like, this don't make sense. What y'all think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just disgusted with the way that this has unfolded. It would have been much better if there if she would have been putting some something in his drink every time she fed him. She gave him a little bit of something because she had access to drugs because she was a nurse. Whatever, anything mm-hmm. would be better than this. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It is. It yeah. is. Go ahead, Trish. I mean, uh, Keish. And now I wonder if um. And Bill are BFS now. First Somebody time. was saying that. What if they make them two friends? It's like, yeah. really? We got a lot of comments in there. Steffi should be having the conversation with her brother. Hope has had opportunities to have Thomas if she wanted him. Um, Jenna says, How did they go from Ridge going to find himself to the FBI? Exactly. Mm hmm. Jenna said, looks like to me, Brooke is still waiting for Ridge to come back. Mm, That's possible. Ron Julian says, I agree with you ladies that the writer's just throwing things out of the box because we, the viewers, know that Kimberlyn Brown isn't going anywhere and she's on contract. Earl Rogers said, this soap needs to venture into something unusual like an airplane crash, characters getting trapped on a desert island. They haven't done nothing like that in a while. 
since Brooke yeah. and Thomas, right? Yeah, since Brooke and Thomas, they was eating them little crazy that berries. Was funny. <laughs> um, Jenna said, in fact, with Steven showing up to beat up on Ridge, that was told. Yeah, that was stupid too. That was annoying because the that man ain't married to your daughter anymore. So exactly. Who are you to call him? And not only that, you were an absentee father. So why don't you go? Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying in my recaps. Dude, you went to the store and never came back. What do you I know. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, how dare you act all holier than thou? Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> they are not married. He doesn't owe Brooke anything at this point. Should yeah, he... that was crazy to me. Is it is it nice for him or would it be nice for him to protect her? Of course. But you calling and basically cussing him out as if he owes Brooke some type of protection um, when it comes to Sheila. Uh, no, sir. Mm. We're not. And I, I don't I don't understand where of all the people on this show how the focus still seems to be on Brooke. Brooke needs to be protected from Sheila. When right. it was Steffi and Finn that got shot, when Lee, you know, was basically run off the road by Sheila. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are you what are you talking about? You know what I mean? She didn't exactly. try to now, yeah, she did change those labels on the bottle. And yes, she did shoot Taylor or try to shoot Taylor years ago and isn't that how not taylor brooke but isn't that how taylor ended up getting shot because she stepped in the she turned her around pulled on her and she turned her around and shot her yeah so taylor was the one that was situation. and it's uh keisha huh your phone is like breaking up every now and then so i'm i don't know if it's just your signal or something uh it must be because my i don't i'm not even holding my phone it's just sitting on the table Oh, okay. I can hear you fine now. Maybe it's something else. Okay, go ahead. But it, I, I don't know. That whole, that's, that whole little, the scene with him and Brooke was just annoying because it's like, once again, Brooke is some damsel in distress that some man is trying to save her, trying to protect her when she ain't even the one that's really in danger right now. Well, and not only that, she's rich. She can hire her own bodyguards. Yeah, hire some security. <laughs> you know what? You good point there, though. You got a good point there, uh, Keish, because it's like the the ones that would be worrying should be the ones that was the victims, right? Right. Not, I mean, both Hope and and uh, and Katie and and Brooke. Oh my God, they could she be she ain't thinking about y'all. If anybody, she's thinking about getting back in the bed with Deacon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Deacon or trying to mend her with her son, obsessing over Finn. Exactly. You know, their point is that Sheila is just hunting them down. Girl, right. she ain't thinking about y'all. No. Um. Somebody said, Simone said, remember Sheila was back years ago working as a waitress. Why didn't the FBI try to catch her then? Sheila was going to jail for many years for multiple counts. So, and that's the other thing. Did they catch her on effort? So they, okay. So the way that the FBI dude that's in that office with Ridge saying they know she committed a crime. We just need her to admit to it. 
if you know this, how do you know this? Hearsay, proof, what? Exactly. It just don't make sense. And then, <laughs> the other thing, Wait a minute, the your other, phone breaking up. Say it again. The other thing was Ridge um, basically yelling at Bill about, you need to hurry up and do this. You need to get this done. It's like, you're not the one there. Um, you know, being intimate with Sheila and putting everything on the line, that's Bill. You're not about mm. to get to me. <laughs> exactly. Um, unless you want to switch positions, I suggest you be quiet. Yeah, I mean, because he's just sitting back watching from a screen eating the hot dogs or whatever, right. while Bill is up in there lying and kissing and sleeping with Sheila. And it's like, dude, you better be quiet. You go up in there and do this. <laughs> Now, what do you think about um, this, the other part of this storyline with this whole wedding engagement? And she was like, because see, it doesn't, he's forcing the issue. Yes. They've, only I- been, they've only been together for like two and a half months. It was December, maybe three months, December after Ridge left, right? Yeah. And Katie and Brooke didn't want to have anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. So... You gonna get engaged after three months? Seriously? I, I think mean, I guess it's possible, but I think where he messed up mm-hmm. is when he said he didn't need a prenup. Mm, yeah, that would have threw everything off. Yeah, you are Bill Spencer. You are a billionaire. You mean to tell me that you're not thinking about a prenup? Yeah. That that would have been the first sign that let me know that there's something fishy going on. Yeah, because he and she an ex con. Even um, Deacon said that. You mean tell me the billionaire Bill Spencer want to marry Sheila the ex con? Right. That don't even go together, and especially without a prenup. Yeah. So something something sour. There's a fly in the ointment. For sure. You know, what's your thoughts, uh, Trish? I mean, the whole situation is just ridiculousness. Um, it also makes me wonder, too, is Deacon in on this or no? I mean, I thought a little bit, I, I was wondering that too. <clears throat> I don't know, but the whole the whole cameras in the living room and they were intimate in there and did they forget that that we knew that 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 scene was shot that they did that? I mean, I could see I could see Deacon not caring, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. He got his restaurant right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I I could see Deacon maybe being in on it um, because otherwise he was he was the one that helped hide her when mm-hmm. she prison so this might be his ticket to not get in trouble for that yeah maybe bill told him look we know what you've been doing so here's what you're gonna do now blah 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 yeah because to me as with him being a criminal and knowing how bill work for for deacon to turn around and say well if he's not asking for no prenup anything else that should be your answer go out there and get your future and i'm like dude you don't you know better than that yeah so maybe he is, maybe they did have him a part of this whole thing. 
I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but I just wanted to be over with. If he's not, he's definitely going to be in trouble after um, they go after Sheila because you know Ridge and Bill are both going to go straight to Brooke and Hope. Yep. And yep. that's not going to be forgiven easily. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to be like, oh my God, you were dealing with Sheila? <clears throat> I just, I wanted, I was hoping that they would sleep together again and Bill catch them. Evidently, he already knows or suspects or would know because he said, what are they doing together? So I guess that wouldn't make sense. Well, the thing is, he know they're together. He don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's the part because he thinks that he got this in the bag. If he knew he had a little bit of competition, I don't think he would think this would be too easy. Yeah, and I think he'd be. Huh? I think he'd be kind of grossed out, too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Grossed out. Oh, my goodness. You are absolutely correct about that. But, I mean, like you said, Keisha, I honestly believe it's got to be a situation of um, that prenup. Him not wanting a, pre- a prenup definitely set her off. Yeah. You know, because you would want to protect your assets, especially with an ex-con you married. In her case, that is. Yep. You don't know what she was going to do. Mm-mm. So, um, was these two the only storylines we had this week? I'm pretty sure that was it on here. Because we didn't have any Carter. We we nope. did have um, Steven being annoying. Yeah. yeah. But that was it this week. That's crazy. They spent the whole week with this Sheila Carter thing. And Steffi telling Hope she was afraid she thought Thomas was hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jay Money said Ridge and Bill were way too chalant talking about Sheila going to see Deacon. They should have looked more shocked, but they were talking like they knew she was going there. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, they maybe go back to the whole thing with him, you know, being a part of this. It might comes out, maybe it come out to do because, but then that's still gross. Both Bill and Deacon working with the feds, and they both were sleeping with her. Oh no, it's gotta be a better way. Yeah. It's gotta be a better way if you want to take this girl down, like letting Steffi confess. <laughs> that would have made it a whole lot easier. But other than that, I don't think we had anything else this week. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Uh, I want to make sure we had no Katie, no Carter. Um, no Zenday. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Was Taylor even on this week? No. No Taylor. Okay. Okay, no no Liam? No Liam, yeah. Huh. Alrighty. Let's go ahead and do our flip the script segment then. So, for those who don't know what that is, our flip the script segment is if there's a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change, this is where you flip the script. So, what do you have? Who's going first? What do you want to have for the young and the restless? Who's first? Keisha can go first. Um, I didn't. I don't have a YNR flip. Okay. I, I just couldn't think of a good one. Okay. I 
have seen Devon and Lily at least for a moment. Um, I don't know. Get along after the the Neil tribute. Mm-hmm. Been nice to see and Nate. Um, but man, they didn't even they didn't even really have words for each other after that little heartwarming mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a nice flip. Oh, okay. What about you, Trish? I think for YNR, my flip would probably be Phyllis just leaving. Just just like leave the party. Don't talk to Jeremy. Don't talk to anybody. Just leave. Just leave the party. And just let things play out however they're going to play out. Just leave. Just go. Just go home somewhere. Where is home for Phyllis? Is she I don't even know. I don't know. I think she's still staying at the Grand Phoenix. Yeah, that's crazy. The girl ain't even got her own place to stay. Wow. <laughs> Check yourself in for the 72. Yeah, maybe sit down and have a conversation with Chelsea. She can recommend you somebody. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Right. You know, Chelsea has been trying to help people. She's trying to help with this whole gaming system with Daniel. That Phyllis needs to talk to. But see, Phyllis is so stubborn. She won't listen to nobody. She, she would have to admit to herself that she needs help. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't think that there's anything wrong with what she's doing. Yeah. Ooh, I think she knows. I just think at this point she doesn't care anymore because it's just too far gone. Yeah, she's just about to just burn it all down, as she said in one of those older episodes. Yeah. Um, my flip would have been uh, Ashley telling Jack. Um, excuse me, but you can't tell me not to go on a date with Tucker when you with Diane. So shut up and go sit down somewhere. <laughs> I would have really liked that too to see her tell him off. I mean, seriously, I mean, you had the perfect word. I think that was you, Trish, that said the audacity. Yeah, how dare you? How yeah. hypocritical can you be? You with the town pariah. Mm-hmm. I think Di- Diane is in a worse position than Tucker is in. Right, she is for sure. You know what I'm saying? So you and you fussing about her with, with Tucker, man, boy, bye. Anyway, I would love, right. love if Tucker moved into the See, Oh my God, me too. I would love that. That, and, but you know what? That's because of a part of that house, as Ashley said, is hers too. That's right. So you know what? Hey, listen. If you can move Diane up in here, I can move Tucker up in here. Yep. And may you might and don't listen too hard. You might hear something. <laughs> Hopefully the house is built well. <laughs> Let me, why did I go there? Anyway. <laughs> All right. So we got a flip. Bree says Adam or Audra sets a trap for Nate and Victoria to meet in the room at the GCAC and Elena walks in on the two of them. Ooh, oh, fire. Mm-hmm. But that that, was- that's only going to hurt Nate because I don't think Victoria. I didn't hear your phone space out. Victoria, what? I was saying something like that. I feel like it's only going to hurt Nate because I don't think Victoria would care if Nate and Elena broke up over it. Mm-hmm. Victoria is not any, wouldn't lose anything. That's true. That's true. Um, 
Jenna says, I have a flip. I would like to see Elena call out Audra and ask her what she wants she wants out of this. Why is she trying to play her? Yeah. So mm-hmm. she it needs would... to ask her some questions because she never trusted <clears throat> Audra from the beginning, even when that whole IPO thing went down. Now all of a sudden you want to trust this girl. Right. Yeah, I'd like for Elena to speak up for herself. Yep. Yep, Me yep, too. yep. Okay, so what y'all got for bold? My bold in the beautiful flip is um, when Stephen was ranting and going on and on about Ridge, I would have mm. heard Brooke tell him, Dad, I don't care. We're not together anymore. I've moved on. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Mm. What you got, Trish? Uh, I think for bold for me, it would be that um, when Bill left to go talk to Ridge, that Sheila would have been on the phone with Deacon. And then when she hung up, she would talk to herself out loud that, you know, Bill's trying to get her to admit that she and then say what she did and just now have it on have it on recording. You've got her on video. She said it. Let's be done. You know, let's let's just wrap this thing up. Right. Like like. Just do it. Just just close it. it up, huh? Close it up. Gotcha. Um, now mine's a little bit offlandish with Bowl when Thomas is wondering about this whole conversation with Hope and how he's hot. She would have went over there and locked the door and ravished him in the corner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> this is Friday night. <laughs> Listen. I always thought that that scene where he was daydreaming, where yep. he was having her in that green dress. Yep. Yeah, that was hot. That so, was. Bold, hey, listen, since they want to dance around this whole thing with Hope having some interest in Thomas, yeah, go ahead. Everybody else who had sex up in that design room. Yeah. Katie and um, Quinn everybody's been doing stuff up in there. It's a couch in there, too. So, there you go. If you want to dance, let's dance. (laughs) (laughs) And all we see is ripped design papers all over the floor. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I just had to throw that one in there. Okay, so who's taking some seats this week? What you got? Who going first? Go ahead, Trish. Keish went first with the with the flip. So okay, so my take a seat on YNR. I mean, Jack, Diane, Phyllis needs a couch. Phyllis actually needs a whole room at on the floor. I'm just she really. <laughs> I mean, the woman is breaking apart in front of us. I know. Oh. I'll stop there because I know y'all are going to have some others too. So Okay, what you got, uh, Keish? Um, once again, Phyllis is on my list. Mm-hmm. Phyllis has a permanent spot. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I don't need to say Phyllis for the rest of the time that she is in this state of delusion and denial and gaslighting and just chaos. Mm-hmm. Phyllis, Phyllis is going to be a mainstay in my, habits, in my take a seat. Um, She's the best. My other, my other take seat is going to be Amanda because I just don't like the vibe that she brought to that. Right. That here, I it agree. Yeah, it was 
personal. She wasn't, it wasn't about business for her. It was all personal and I, I didn't like that. Okay, cool. Um, I got in a seat, Nate, Victoria, Audra, Jill. And let me think, is there anybody else? I think that's that's it. And Devon, he need to go get his emotions in check. Mm-hmm. Listen, dude, you need to conduct business. Get out your feelings. If you need to take a time out to get your head on straight, go over there and sit down. That's what I got. Yep. All right, what you got for bold? Uh, let's see, for sure, Steffi, mm-hmm. this week, because that was ridiculous. Um, Steven. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, yeah. I mean, you know, it, as far as I'm concerned, like on this one, Sheila's the proverbial bench rider for me. Um, always. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. What, what you got, Keish? Mine uh, were Stephen and Steffi. Mm. Stephen and Steffi. Mm-hmm. And y'all know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the whole writing team for me. This is sucks. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the whole writing team on the bowl side for this particular thing, y'all just threw some stuff on the wall hoping it'd stick. Yeah. And he and you might as well throw Ridge's hot dog up on the wall too, because it's, it's like you that man been sitting around eating hot dogs for the last three months. Yeah, okay. Do we, I mean where is he staying? I, I mean, is there a cot? Is there like a shower room? Is there, you know, what's the deal? I know, right? Oh my goodness. I've never been on a stakeout. That's not really a stakeout though. It's more of a. What it, what is it? A Girl, viewing? I have no idea. Nobody knows where he's at. Obviously, he's in town. Brooklyn don't know that he's in town. And that was I just had to laugh when Ridge hung up on Stephen. That was that was funny. That that was hilarious. <laughs> Even Brooke said Brooke was like, "You're not helping." Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Because you have to tell your parents. Only because it's almost as if people feel like it's Bridget's duty to forever take care of Brooke. Yeah. They're married or not. And it's right. like, no, tell that one, let that woman stand on her own for once. Yeah, that's not how Girl, that was so funny to me. He just hung up the phone. He looked at the phone like he hung up on me. I'm like, yeah. You just, and my thing is, you just call him out the blue. I'm surprised Ridge even answered the phone since he's supposed to be incognito. I know. I thought the same thing. Why are you picking it up? That's the one you just, exactly. you just say no and turn it over and set it back down again. <laughs> Girl, that whole thing was just, that's what I said. The whole writing team need to go take a seat. Seriously. Man, I mean, it was crazy. Now, there's some some flips still left in the... uh, Jenna says... Oh, wait a minute. Let me back it up. Back it up. Okay, Bree says, uh, Sheila calls Bill's bluff and asks to elope and get married with no prenup or or she gets a percentage of Spencer publications. Ooh. Dang. That's a good one. You're not messing around. 
No, Bree be calculating stuff over there. Right? She come <laughs> up with some, some good ones. Yeah. Um, um, let me see. Ron said, oh, okay, that's a part of another comment. Blame one, blame the one writer, but Sheila could use the Steffi shooting. Yeah, from 2017, she could. That That's actually posted on my Instagram. I think that video got like 20-some thousand views because people forgot all about the fact that Steffi shot Sheila what was that six years ago? But I mean, prove it. <clears throat> um, Jenna says, flip it with Brooke and Steven. Brooke need to shut Steven down and tell him that she had had her security under control and not to bother Ridge. Mm -hmm. Jay Money said that scene that I talked about locking the door with Thomas and Hope was hot. Yeah. That was that would be hot. I'm hoping that they do that. And if you're going to sell us on Devon and Abby, you need to give us the same type of heat with Thomas and and Hope, like you gave us with Devon and Abby. Um, Jack and Diane and Summer. Oh, what is this? Oh, seats. Okay, Jenna said Jack, Diane, Summer, Phyllis, and Daniel gets a seat. I also think that Nick and Sally should take a seat. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Um, Delmonica said Lily needs to take a seat and give up on her position. Um, Bree says Phyllis and the writers. Her storyline is ridiculous. Jenna also said on Bold, they all need to take a seat, especially Steven. And it's horrible. And then Bree said again on Bold, take a seat. The writers and producers only one and a half storylines this week. <laughs> and the majority of the cast was shown in the credits. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I mean, we got a storyline and a half this week. You are right. Because yep. all we have was the Bill Sheila thing and then we got this little story with Thomas and Hope. That's yep. it. So, oh, by the way, okay, so 50th anniversary hit on March 26th for the Young and the Restless, which is why they're doing all this. The 26th is Monday or Sunday? Sunday. And then Bold and the Beautiful had a 36 year anniversary or something. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Yeah, so they're celebrating their little anniversary, too, as well, over at the Bowl and the Beautiful, too. I think it's 36 years or something, so. Um, but other than that, that's all we got. We, uh, I kind of feel like we came up kind of short this week because Bowl didn't really have anything. Yeah. What do you guys think? I agree. Man, yeah. I it was like side dishes with no meat. Exactly. <laughs> not if you're a vegetarian of course no offense yeah i mean seriously that's exactly what it felt like it's like okay that's all we got we have more stuff with the young and the restless but even with the young and the restless the gala took up most of the week but you know i didn't mind because of the the beautiful clothes and the man right there was so pretty i like that it's fun oh. One more other thing, that music that they played in that that lounge um, that they dedicated to Neil, mm -hmm. I don't know if you listened to the jazz that they was playing. Oh my God, that music was absolutely beautiful. It was great. It was great. So I'm glad they did a good job with that. Um, 
Jenna says Sunday night they're going to have a CBS primetime show. Of what, Jenna? Of the soaps? Let me know what you're talking about. Mary says Devon, her flip, Devon firmly says no way. Bring Christine back in and fight to get the control of the company. No more hesitancy. Yeah, and Delmonica said Bowl was slim to none this week. So, all right, you guys, that's all we're going to have. Um, stay tuned for the spoilers for the week of, what is that, the 27th through the 31st. We're going into April, guys, so, oh my yeah, God. it's almost, I'm telling you, before you know it, it's going to be summer and we'll be talking about Merry Christmas again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm serious. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, all right, you guys, until next week, we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless Bold and the Beautiful Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong, and we will welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms, such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.